everybody, and welcome to Chits and Chat. I am Kaz Gable. And I'm Alex Cruzy. And today we are going to find our centers and our inner dragons <laughs> and play the relaxing uh, but slowly more intense game of Tsuro. Tsuro uh, is a game that came out in 2004. Uh, it was designed by Tom uh, McMurchie. I think that's how you pronounce his last name. And it is a, a light, uh, you could call this a filler game, I, I would say, right? Especially the first one. Yeah. Um, it's a fairly light game, but it lasts, uh, or, but it lasts, and it lasts as a typical light game of only about 15 minutes. It's fairly quick to play. And it is a game, though, that I've not played anything quite like it. There's another one, there's a couple other games that are similar. Um, Metro and Spaghetti Junction have similar structures but i think mm -hmm. Zero, um was i believe it came up before those and uh, at the time and even now it's still a fun game and feels very unique in game play uh there's also another expansion or uh sequel to this game i guess standalone <laughs> that we'll talk about a little later but uh how do you play the base game alex all right the base game Zero, which starts with a t i always feel feel weird saying that i'm like Zero. uh <laughs> It's uh, basically <laughs> what happens is uh there's a board out on the table that is has places for uh it's a six by six grid essentially uh, and this is where you'll be placing your tiles but everyone starts off with a little stone looking thing which represents your dragon uh and everyone places it somewhere along the edge of that six by six grid now each each of the grid spaces has two places on the sides where you can place it uh, so because each of the tiles always has two entrances or exits as you want to on every side. So what's going to happen is every player gets uh, three tiles out of a large collection of tiles. Uh, and on your turn, you will place one of your tiles in front of your dragon's piece. Uh, and when you do that, any dragons that are attached to that piece will zoom along on these paths that are on that tile. Now the paths are, they'll, they'll either like wind through or do a little, a little loop de loo thing and end up Back where they started or do like a, a banking turn or a real tight turn it could that but they all go somewhere on the tile so there's no dead ends on one tile or anything like that they all go to some other edge uh, after you've moved your your dragon piece to the other edge and all other dragon pieces that happen to have connected your tile uh, then is the next player's turn to play a tile and then move their dragon. Uh, every time after you've done played your tile, you will draw a new tile if there are any tiles left. And this continues on, and the goal of the game is to not die, essentially. So if at any point in time uh, after playing a tile you run your dragon or someone else's dragon off the board, uh, the anyone that went off the board they're out of the game if you happen to run into another dragon uh by placing a piece uh you end the game now you are not allowed to place a tile such that uh you force yourself into one of those positions if you have an option not to do so you take that <laughs> option it's you, you're not allowed to suicide if you have an option not to suicide basically <laughs> uh, and it continues like that until there's just one person remaining on the board or i guess technically there could be multiple people left on the board and i don't i didn't i, I don't think i've read the rules enough to remember how that what what happens in that case? Uh, I did mention that uh, if there you run out of tiles, which definitely happens in this game, uh, then what what you don't draw any tiles. But the first person not to have any tiles to draw will draw this uh, dragon tile, which says, if any tiles appear, 
then you are the first person that has gets to take a tile, uh, which means essentially if someone gets eliminated, any cards in their hand then just go to the draw pile. So if, say, later on someone gets eliminated, the person who has that dragon tile gets first dibs uh, at a tile, and then it goes around um, the available people to get to get tiles. Um, and that's pretty much the entire game. I don't think I forgot anything it. other than I have no idea what happens if there's a tie. Do they both win or do they both lose? <laughs> I know. I was trying to remember that too. I don't think it's ever occurred in any of the plays <laughs> that I've done. It's, I mean, it's difficult to have that happen. I feel like if something like that happens, like people are choosing, okay, we are we are both going to win here. And usually <laughs> if you have an option to win or lose, you usually pick to win. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, that is pretty much it. Uh, real quick, I did want to mention, which I forgot at the top, It uh, this is published by Calliope Games. Uh, I did say Tom McMurchie is the original publisher, and uh, it came out originally in 2004, and one of the great things about this game is that it plays two to eight. That's one of the things that sets Zero apart, uh, and which is, I think, one of the, why it makes a good um, addition to this list, is it's a great game that up to eight people can play that isn't social deduction. So... So it's a it's a good crowd game, um, but yeah, I've never I've never experienced the uh, <laughs> the tie at all yeah. ever. So I, I was even I looking just it looked up real it up. quick, and I, I can't. Can you find I it? I just looked it up. They end up in a tie if if <laughs> if multiple people end up Boo. on the board. <laughs> well, that's okay. I mean, that is a little satisfying for this type of game where it is kind of a peaceful game. With the as usual with a lot of these um, feudal Japanese art games, there is some sort of like. Um, peaceful, solitary feel to it to a certain degree. And Suro does that for sure, especially as you're ramping up. You're just playing tiles and kind of maneuvering, kind of moving your guy along that tile as you lay it. But as you get closer and closer to someone else, it starts becoming more important what tiles you have in your hand and what you can do because, um, like Alex mentioned, when two players are on a, uh, a space that has uh, is adjacent to both of them, and someone lays a tile, both characters move along that space, regardless of whose turn it is. If a tile is placed next to you, you do move along it. And so um, you start to get more strategic as you go. So it's this nice little ramp up of kind of a peaceful feeling, just laying tiles, having fun, and then you're like really worried about sending someone off to their death or you being sent off to their death. So it's this weird switch and feel. <laughs> But it's pretty. Yeah. But it's good. And with eight players, it gets pretty crazy and silly um, with those decisions. Because a lot of times you won't have very good tiles, and um, there have been occasions where someone has to send themselves off the edge <laughs> accidentally because they weren't thinking, and they're like, "Well, this is the only one I have. Here I go." But they can't do that, obviously. <laughs> and uh, um, <clears throat> so they have to find a workaround for or the. What's the alternative? Which I'm trying to remember with the drawing. Can you discard tiles to redraw tiles? Or is that no, like a house rule you, that I, I think I've that's a with. house rule you made up. You're just making right. up rules. Yeah, because I was taught this game, and I think that was a house rule because that you cannot s- sabotage. You can't suicide yourself. But there well, are I mean, times if you have you, no option to suicide yourself, you are allowed to to do that. But yeah, but I I think there was a rule that someone house ruled in my plays where you could exchange a tile um, or something. I can't remember how we did it. In that way, because it's it rarely it rarely comes up. But um, but anyway, yeah, Searle's a Searle's a great game. I actually a little interesting history. The designer McMurchie actually patented this style of the structure back, way back in 1979 under the name of Squiggle Game, which is kind of funny that he patented it and then took up until 2004 to actually get it out 
And uh, it's probably good he did, though, because the theme works really well here. It was just kind of a beautiful game to look at. The board is really well done. It's that feudal Japanese art style. And it just it's a, it's a really pretty game to look at. Um, I like to imagine and, that it's dragons leaving chemtrails. Uh, what's <laughs> that's what chemtrails are. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, Sorrow is just a very kind of straightforward game. There's not much to it. A lot. There's some luck here, of course, on what tiles you have available to you and how the tiles are, how more, how important they're going to come as you get closer to another player and the decisions are more strategic. Um, you could, if you play this enough, you're probably going to be somewhat aware of what tiles are out there. But I, I would say it's kind of hard. I mean, there's they're very abstract. Yeah. And there's probably a few that you'd remember, but you've got to play this game a lot to be like all right i know these tiles have been played so these tiles have to be still in the deck it's just i don't know i, to I think a it, i think it's more of a it's less of a what tiles remain and more of a what tiles do i need to get rid of soon because if i'm just left with this i'm i'm kind of knackered yeah because uh, i think there's ones where it's like every single one just does a quick loop to the just to the side type of a thing which is can be and it's just like, oh, man, so that means I need to be aware of the other path that's on, which if you can get rid of that tile, it usually helps uh, to get rid of that one. But, you know, it's yeah. it's more of what tile do I need to get rid of because I don't want to be left with this later on <laughs> rather than what tiles remain. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's a good point. Um, uh, I, it also is really fun to see as the board gets big and then you do play a card or a tile and then um you know there's a lot of intertwisting intertwining lines um i've had this experience where i'm like oh if i play this it'll be perfect and i follow the path follow the path and oh yep, there i go right off the edge dang it i misfollowed <laughs> that line <laughs> so there's there's these little mess ups that can happen because it gets there's a lot of squiggly lines all over the board um and if you're paying attention it probably won't happen but it, uh, it's going to happen to you if, once or twice through the course of your plays um, and it's just kind of fun because this is a light game and, and it's over quick and you can play it again. But Sorrow um, is just, uh, yeah, it's a great, It's like I was saying before, it's a great game for a bunch of people that isn't social deduction and is is pretty entertaining. Um, and then if you do want a strategy ramp up, you can get the next version of it that they came out with is Sorrow uh, uh, of the Seas, which is the basically the the rebirth of this game with uh, more strategy options. They kickstarted it and the Kickstarter version has some extra stuff in it, even beyond what they added originally, but the base game is still a uh, pretty one. And that's the one that I usually play. And you, have you yeah. played that one? I just played it yesterday. Oh, okay. Uh, cool. I will, ad- I will admit that I did play it wrong. Although I realized <laughs> what I did wrong, uh, okay. which makes me probably go, you know, I may have liked that game a little bit more, but uh, the the main difference is, is it's uh, a slightly larger board. Instead of a 6x6, six six, it's a 7x7 seven seven, mm-hmm. uh, this time. And uh, the board will start out, instead of playing as dragons, your ships on the sea, and you're trying to avoid the dragons because the, the board will start with a certain amount of dragons depending on how many people are playing. Uh, I played a two-player game, so I think that was like six. It's There's six dragons that start out on the board. Uh, and essentially, instead of just placing a tile, before you even place a tile, you will roll two dice uh, if the two dice you roll end up summing to six seven or eight uh, then all the dragons will move uh, and I put quotes around that because sometimes they don't move at all yeah. uh, <laughs> if they if they do happen to move you will roll one die uh, and then whatever number comes up on that die will determine how 
all of the dragon's moves. So if you roll a two, then you'd go through each of the dragons in a particular order. They're all kind of numbered in a sequence. Uh, and you'll go, oh, this one says the two goes to the left, so I move it to the left. This one says the two is to rotate, so I will rotate this one. Um, and so on and so forth. Uh, but if you happen to roll a six, because none of the dragons have a six on them, uh, that means another dragon will be added. Uh, so you'll then roll both of the dice and you'll use the two numbers to determine where it gets placed on the board because they, they kind of do like a, a, a battleship type. Oh, this is two, three, and they're each, they're different colors. So you know, oh, this is the blue two and the gold three so it gets placed here and if it happens to go on top of another dragon you actually just re-roll until it can actually fit on the board uh, and <laughs> essentially what's going to happen is if a dragon ever moves over another tile that already exists it will just gobble that tile up and put it back into the draw pile uh, if it happens to gobble up a ship that player is eliminated uh, if the dragon happens to go off the board it goes off the board temporarily but will probably come back into the game at some point in time uh this adds a couple of interesting features, which means you never really know the, the a given path. Uh, it also leads to a, another possible outcome, uh, which is instead of just falling off the board yourself or running into another ship, you can end up on an infinite path, uh, which will just loop you forever and ever. That will also <laughs> eliminate you. Uh, <laughs> uh, and the game plays until, again, till, until someone is one, the last remaining person on the board. Yeah, so this get this with all these extra elements, this adds. It's, I would say it probably doubles the time of a typical um, Suro gameplay. Um, for us, still for us, it tripled it because we were doing it wrong. Uh, ah, we were, okay. what, what I misread in the rule book was I thought every time that you rolled a six, seven, or eight, you rolled a die for each dragon so we'd be oh, like all geez. right this first dragon roll a die all right moves this way this dragon rolls we add another dragon so we were like adding two oh. dragons like every time oh my god that'd so be there insane. was like seven or eight dragons always <laughs> on the board it's board of terror <laughs> like, ah! if, i i i posted the picture on uh instagram and um Twitter and if you look we we were just both hanging out on one side of the board we didn't dare go to the other side of the board death over there <laughs> yeah that's insane that's a ridiculously insane hard way to play this game <laughs> yes um it's also yeah, very well, time consuming because it's like roll the die move roll yeah the die, move like both of the things and we're like you're god doing. this we were rolling the die and moving way more often than they were actually playing the game and so yeah don't know, play yeah. it that way it's just moving dragons the game and then your ship does something. Good. <laughs> That's really funny. Yes, do not do that. You don't have to do it with every dragon. It's just a blanket roll for what happens with the dragons. And um but yeah, I like I like this one a little bit better as I've gotten more, you know, over the years, more into more strategic games, I still enjoy Suro, but actually the, the base game, what I'll play that on is the app. Um, it has a pretty good app, and that's just kind of a sort of a passive thing to to play around with on my phone or something. Uh, but I prefer to play Tsuro of the Seas with a group because there just is more, a little more chaos with the dragons, a little more unpredictability. There is luck here too, but once again, it's it's light, so you feel like you're just sort of witnessing this, these little ships try to cross this hor horrifying <laughs> ocean or sea, and uh, it's more of like you're witnessing an adventure story play out versus... Um, you're really stymied. Oh, the dragon got me. Well, you know, it kind of got you. Uh, you know, you knew it was a possibility. What it kind of reminds me of in feel too is um, 
uh, Spear. Oh, what's that? Uh, shoot, not Spirit Island. Um, <laughs> oh, I just had the name, and I uh, the the desert. Uh, Forbidden what, Desert. What? Forbidden Desert. There we go. I was like, what's the word before desert? Forbidden Desert. The storm. The way the storm moves around, and the and how you have to yeah, plan around that. that, and um, it, that you kind of know. You just you know you don't want to be near it because it's going to do something, <laughs> but you never know what it's going to do. And so with the dragons, not all of them are going to move necessarily. So you could risk it, or they might not move at all, and you can risk it. So you you're playing this sort of test your luck game of weaving your way near them if you have to, but also really trying not to because they will do something eventually. And in Alex's game, every turn, <laughs> they will do a lot. <laughs> but, doing, um, they were doing so much. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I really love the dragon, the play of the dragon. I thought it was a cool um, addition, and I, I love like nautical-themed games as well. And so the fact they're in these little Japanese slip boats um, trying to get through this horrible, <laughs> horrible experience just sort of is a, is a plus in the right box for me. Um so when you played the the game, were you playing just a two player for Sir of the Seas, or were you playing uh, more than that? Uh, for the Sir on the Seas, we were playing just a two player game. Uh, okay. But I've played the 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 base one essentially a number of times. Different. I think I played a six player game at one point in time. Um, I think I definitely want to play the Sir of the Seas again with the with the correct rules, but um, <laughs> I I find it an interesting. Um, a trade-off i guess because with the base game essentially it time is it, time is always looming you know once right. you place all these tiles it's going to end it's coming to an end at some point in time sure uh, and for the most part i think i'm usually my mindset is more of a i just really hope they get unlucky enough pieces that they can't do anything it's it's less of i need to worry about me and more need me going i really hope they get in a bad situation that they weren't planning on whereas with sir of the seas you know it, it there's no end to the game because those dragons are going to keep allowing more tiles to be added adding up more space and it you're trading it off and going i hope i'm lucky enough not to get hit by the dragons type mm-hmm. of thing and so you're you're definitely way more concerned about where you're headed because it's like i don't want to go there but if the dragon goes this way maybe i want to uh, you know I'll, I'll stay over to this side of the board no 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 no, no i got to go over to that side of the board like you're you're really just playing with fire the entire time and since it's a bigger board as well you have a little bit more breathing room uh, to, to kind of roam around so sure um, i definitely want to play it again yeah yeah i think both are like there's definitely like some people do still prefer the original Suro for sure like i wouldn't say just because i like sort of the seas better it's it's the better game um it just kind of depends on what you're you're looking for and i think both fit well to taking out with a group or just taking out in public because it's very easy to uh, talk over this game and there's going to be a lot of discussion and like, oh, oh, I didn't, oh, you set yourself up for a bunch of garbage later. <laughs> and like just a little bit of trash talking, very light trash talking for this game. It's not like <laughs> you have a lot of agency here, but you do have a degree, of course. Um, so it just, in all my experiences with Suro, both versions, there's been a lot of conversation and a, and a really fun gaming experience with the table. So I think it's, great for a takeout game uh the downside of it being a takeout game is the fact that it is a big board oh my god it's every time i bring it out i'm like god i did not think it was this big i always forget how large of a board this is yeah i mean the design is i think it's 
perfect for what it is in the fact that the tiles, I wouldn't want them any smaller. I don't think they need to be any bigger. And I, I like the sides of the path. But yeah, it's a it's a big board and it's going to need a lot of central space um, to take up to be able to be accessible by everyone. Everyone's got to kind of see what's going on. And it's beautiful. It looks really nice on the table, but it's not going to be as applicable in a situation as a lot of these other games that we've reviewed where you can kind of maneuver it around a table with a lot of stuff on it this is probably more of a you know you're not going to be getting a big pizza in the center of the table <laughs> type of meal you're going to have to have to figure out what kind, the right type of taking it out for Tsuro. Um but i think it is worth it for for the reason that it does lend itself to that environment um that group dynamic of taking out so when you did you guys take it out when you played it or were you uh, uh, we've taken it out one time. We went out for sushi one time. Uh, oh, and, appropriate. Yeah, we were we were just ever so we were like fitting sushi along the edges of the board where there's <laughs> just enough table space to fit things. It was a pretty cramped situation, uh, but uh, we again we make it work. Uh, if, yeah. If we would have had to put the food on a on a separate table, uh, I think we would have done that. <laughs> I have to make like uh, make a million dollar idea to invent a like a 3D chess type of situation, except the bottom is just the game board, and the next tiers are just food holder trays. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you're going to be dripping all this food grease on your game boards all the time. <laughs> you have the most disgusting board games I've ever seen in my life. Well, we go out. Well, a you lot. could do it. You could do it the other way around. You could have the bottom layer be the food layer, and then the, all the top oh, layers true. is the gameplay layers. Even and then if better. any of your pieces fall off. Uh, you have to eat them because they fell in your food. <laughs> yep. Yep. Sorry. Those are the rules. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's going to be the biggest check against Suro. But but it, I, I usually play, like, I play this a lot at my game night, which is at a brew pub uh, or brewery, I should say, that serves food. And so it works really well on those long, uh, like, bench style tables, those long galley tables. Those, that it works really well on because you can put that in the middle yeah those the tables aren't that wide so it does take up a fair amount of um space there but uh if you have a long table you can kind of coordinate everything around the sides of it as necessary and once again it's a pretty quick game so this is really i think if i was to choose this for taking out in any other situation it'd probably be taking out when i'm gonna have like a few drinks because it's fast it's really fun to play with and you can get a group of people kind of into the game and warmed up and and having a good time over a couple of drinks and then you're probably going to put it away to play a meal with anyone more than two people like two people going out to eat sure three four i don't think you'd have the room <laughs> unless you take turns yeah. eating are you done eating okay good now i'm going to order my food and eat <laughs> so i uh, it's, i find it's this works big. best if i'm if i'm doing like a, a work lunch because like occasionally we'll play uh games at work during lunchtime and we just like take up in an office room and just be like all right everyone brought their lunch or whatever and there's plenty of room for it because sure. we play on like a gigantic conference table so there's plenty of room for things and i think it works best there uh yeah because yeah. it's there's not a lot of teaching that you have to do it it's just like oh yeah it, there's these three things there you go you're good to go and you can get into playing right away and you can probably play two or three games and depending on who shows up you are varied amounts so i think for me this is the type of game it is more especially because i've tried to get my family to play this they do not like this game that much i don't know oh, what it is i think it's a bit too like 
relaxing to like, okay, we'll just, let's see how this goes. You know, I think right, it's, right. it's just, there's, there's not enough bite to it for them. So, uh, if, if you were looking for something with more bite, this might not be something you're looking for, but if you are looking for something that accommodates a lot of people and is e- really easy to teach, um, but you don't really care about table space, th- I think this is probably better. Yeah, on, I'd agree. Sign. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, also, if you have a deep fear of dragons, maybe avoid this one. They're <laughs> <clears throat> pretty prevalent here. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I, I'd agree. I, I have similar experience. I, I think that's spot on about if you have a big table space, because I, I really do love the camaraderie feel of this game. I love how it plays on the table, and it's always fun. But you're right on the fact that if you're looking for more direct strategy that isn't, you know, I don't know. There's that, like you said, it's more of an easy strategy. It's not like a, a super tense, like I've got these cards and I have to play these in the exact right way. It's more of, well, I know I don't want this one, so I'm going to get this tile, get rid of this tile and see how the other ones serve me. Um, but anyway, well, geez, I think that's, I think we did it. I think we ran through your fa- your mom and your family <laughs> and ups and downs. Hey, I never said anything about my mom. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to say she won't like it. <laughs> I was, I was really talking, I was really talking about Liz's family because I don't oh. live anywhere near my mom, so <laughs> I, I didn't say anything about my. So, what do you think? Would my mom like this game? I, before you said that, I was gonna, I was gonna say, you know, I could, I don't think this would be her fate, but I could kind of see it because there are some like surprises in the game, but I do see what you're saying about there's not. You know, there's not like the certain satisfaction of other games where you're rolling dice or you're playing down cards to like have this big effect. It's more of here's my tile. There, there I go. <laughs> and then you're sort of waiting for something to happen, especially with Sir of the Sea with the dragons. So I would say probably right. not. <laughs> I think I think you were closer on your first initial thought because I I was thinking the same thing. <gasps> it's again, it's really easy, so she can you know and. Again, camaraderie. The There's that camaraderie that you can easily talk with other people, and she does enjoy that in a game. She doesn't like a game where there's no time for camaraderie. Uh, although I'm, I'm sure there's maybe probably – I could think of one or two maybe. But I, I've played a number of games where it's just like it's very intense, and she's like, I don't like it. Uh, it's yeah, way yeah. too stressful. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> – yeah, I, I'm, I, I would think the same exact thing. There aren't those moments where it's like, yes, this is the move. Um, unless you can have those those few moments where it's like, I get to play this tile and I'm staying on the board and you're flying Yeah, those are really satisfying. Those, those are the great ones. And I'm sure she'd love those moments, but they're, I think they're too few and far between for her to really uh, get that. So I think, <laughs> as, I think you put it perfectly when you said it first is she would play the game, she would enjoy it, but it w- definitely wouldn't be something that she'd be clawing to get back. It's not like going to be on their top list or anything like that because yeah. obviously my mom has a top list of games, I'm sure. <laughs> a dynamic, <laughs> constantly fluctuating list of top games. Yeah. <laughs> Um, all right, sweet. Yeah, okay, good. I was on the right track. I bowed, I bowed to peer pressure. <laughs> and I was like, well, maybe she won't. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I did it. I wanted to screw you up. I forgot you have two families. <laughs> um, but, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, and then I guess, so and we also went over pretty much what you would and would not like about the game. Can you think of anything else that would be a big seller or a huge negative outside of what we've already talked about? I, I can't think of mm. 
much. I can't really I think mean, of anything. I do know that there is another Tsuro coming out, or it has already come out. It's listed as a 2019 game. It's called Tsuro Phoenix yeah. Rising. I think they're coming um, out for Christmas or It something? definitely looks yeah. way more intense, um, although maybe that's just like a Kickstarter version that I'm looking at. It's got like grooved board things, and there's little tokens and stars and flying things. Oh, I, I, I don't know. That might, that might be too much. Although it does look very pretty. Yeah. Yeah. And it, the grid, oh the God. board is, some of the paths are going like diagonally. What the heck? That doesn't make any I sense. Know, right? Yeah. I know. <laughs> well, it's interesting. So the last one, um, make Murchie designed it with, uh, Jordan Wiseman, who's got a prolific gaming designing career. He did the first one by himself, second one with Jordan Wiseman, the one of the of the seas. Excuse me. And then this one he is back to uh solo designing. So it's kind of interesting. I'm curious what I'm really curious like what uh uh what it's going to feel like. Uh because the Sir of the Seas like I said, it definitely feel like it had some game elements that a more experienced designer had a hand in. But yeah, this one looks kind of insane like like not in a bad way, but just a, like a lot going on. So there's these lanterns yeah. and there's these colored cubes and then there's these phoenix birds running around. There's these clear chits or clear little gems or whatever. And so I'm not, yeah, it looks it looks nuts. But once again, McMurchie is sticking with this structure. The <laughs> this uh, this little path style game is his wheelhouse. That is for sure. So yeah. the other thing that I kind of am bummed about is the board itself is is a uh, plastic uh, molded grid so the tiles have a place to sit within there which is i guess easier but i never thought it was hard to keep the tiles in place and i always like the beauty of the board art the board art is really nice in these games so that's kind of a hit against it for me is that just looks well, sort of bland Again, this could be just be like uh, a demo version of the game. Well, that's where true. Like, that's I, true. I really like playing with this board, so I'm only going to take pictures of it with this. So who right. knows? I don't know. That's true. Yeah, that's true. This could be because it, it does look like uh, just it, it doesn't look real. It looks like the picture that I'm looking at looks like the board is actually just a 3D art um, thing. <laughs> so maybe they didn't have the board design figured out, but oh my god, there's even stars, little star meeples. There's so much happening in yeah. this game. There's so many things happening. I can't keep track. I'm curious. I'm, 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 it's definitely not one I'm going to run to pick up, but I would love to try it because a game like this where there's a mistake I think that a lot of games make where you have a certain really satisfying balance of luck and strategy, but there's a fair amount of luck involved in Suro, and when you try to put too many elements into a game that need strategic choices to be made but the, but you're going to be stymied a lot just because the luck doesn't play out i feel like you can hit a wall with that not saying this is the this does that game maybe this is another great uh iteration of a Suro, but it, just, there's just so much going on I, I can't imagine what what you do here if it's the same tiling structure but who knows who am i to say <laughs> we'll see it uh people do like it it's it, it seems to get a a good response at board game geek uh, uh player rating but uh, we'll see. I've never, I've never even heard of this one yet. So it must be out. It must be out already because it's got a uh, geek rating and uh, player rating. So anyway, <laughs> if you're super into Zero <laughs> and uh, you want to see what he did, uh, what uh, McMurchie has has taken it to the next level, then uh, here's the one to check out. So other than that, I recommend the first two for sure, depending on your interest in, um, you know. W- 
the sort of a deep, slightly deeper strategy versus the more of the uh, the base game, which still is a very good experience. I would check this out, but just know it's probably more of a takeout over a couple drinks or with a lot of table space for everyone to get around if you have a big group. But also, I wanted to yep. just second what you said previously about um, getting a game played and then having people kind of coming in and out that might be interested in playing. It's so fast, you can probably finish a game. Most likely, everyone's going to be up for at least one more, and then new people can jump into that pretty easily and be introed pretty easily so i also think that's another great strength of it is you can play a few and have people trickling in or leaving and having their spots filled and it's not very hard to teach at all so it's a really easy game to incorporate new players into as the group gets bigger um all right anything else to add there with Suro, or have we have we hit all the bullet points I've I've run out of tiles to play basically. All right, all right. Ooh, I, I got the dragon. Left. <laughs> Here's the dragon tile. All right, everybody. Well, thank you for listening. And um, if you want to reach out to us, you can hit us up on Instagram and Twitter. And Alex, I always get confused which is which. Could you tell? <laughs> I, I literally had to look it up just now before. <laughs> we like to make it hard for us and you guys to remember. <laughs> and you guys, how we did that uh, on on Twitter, we're chits and chat, and on Instagram, we're chits and chat. Uh, maybe I'll maybe I'll change one of them so that they both match. Fine. That's why did we think about that before? <laughs> That's a great That's idea. So difficult. <laughs> you can also go to eavesdrop.com, our podcast hosting page, and go down to the chits and chat uh, section, and we have a comment form you can fill out. Shoot it off to us to let us know how we're doing. Our, we're getting a couple episodes now, and then we'll be doing our summation of the current games that we have reviewed of our top five picks for games to take out. So I'm excited to get to that soon, but I also am excited to do the next couple games before we get to that. So until the next episode, thanks for listening, guys, and we will see you then. Bye.